Welcome everybody. This is another fine edition of Frankensteiner. No, you're not. Your ears aren't deceiving you. This isn't another episode of Get the KO. However, Marty's not feeling well today. Apparently he's been kidnapped by ninjas outside of Atlanta. We have no idea what happened. So he uh, hopefully sends us his ransom letter soon. Uh, but I am your host for today, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And on this show today, as always, is Julie Jubaka. What's up, everybody? So. How's it going, yo? It's going great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I, you know, I'm in a confused state of doesn't know what to do weatherland. But other than that, I'm doing good. Yeah, don't worry. Because um, our special guest for today is from WCF. He is the CBO. Mr. Chaz Evans. How's it going, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, and it's funny how Julie brought up uh, weather not being able to make up its mind. You and I live in Baltimore, and uh, we experience snow, rain, snow, sleet, rain, snow in about an eight-hour period. Exactly. And it, yeah, it definitely, Mother Nature was going through like her definitely emotions over here in Baltimore. <laughs> She was lonely. You know, I felt that with uh, the polar vortex that was happening, like, when in Michigan, with being out of the metro Detroit area, like, holy shit. Like, it was like, oh, let's go to negative, you know, 10, and then we're going to do a 60-degree freaking swing back up. And it was like, <laughs> oh, okay, so if half the state gets pneumonia or some shit, I hope that there's, like, an emergency fund available. Oh, wait, we still don't have water in Flint. Shit. So yeah, no. Like I'm, I'm done with this state being bipolar with its, with its <laughs> weather. It needs it have, needs some love. You Someone have, love it. Stop it. Jaden Smith has his like portable water systems in Flint right now. I don't want to hear about it right he, now. Okay. He does. He definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can't get into politics because that's not what we do here. This is a wrestling show. No. We got to get into our wrestling mood. Okay. So, uh. Chaz, as we mentioned, you are the CBO of WCF Wrestling, man. Tell us about the, the how you got into the position, how you got into WCF. Let us know. Uh, let our listeners know, like you know, a lot about you. Um. Okay. Well, I uh, I got this the CBO, which is the Chief Branding Officer position. Probably, I want to say it was of uh, probably November of last year. I used to uh be the um, executive vice president and then I stepped down to just uh, focus on our brand and whatnot, WCF as a brand. And um, I started WCF as a wrestler in 2011. Yeah, it was 2011. Kind of worked my way up in a sense and now that's uh, pretty much, I'm pretty much still a wrestler and doing the the branding process, working backstage and um, in front of the camera as well. Yeah, it was it was something pretty cool, man. Like, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I was at the tapings with you guys, just getting a uh, kind of get my first first hand touch of uh, what WCF is all about. And I have to say, man, like, you guys have like an excellent brand, and you guys have a lot of great young talent, just like yeah. kids who are just hyped about wanting to be in a wrestling ring. I mean, I was I was very impressed. And the funny thing is, is my first ever show was actually at SmackDown for the WWE, and then your guys' show was second. 
So, like, for my, for your guys' show, I was like, man, I was just hyped being right next to all you guys and just, just being right. on the ground level, man. It was cool. So, yeah. how, go ahead. So, I guess, like, a question that I would have for you is, um, like, how are you drawing interest into WCF? Um, pro- our biggest thing we are drawing interest is a lot. We really focus on social media. That that's That's the thing right now, like. A lot of people aren't really sticking. Like, people that tend to fan are really small. So how we pretty much promote our content is what we do is we'll give you, like, during our live tapings, we promote the show on our Instagram. You're like, you'll get the live updates of each show. But what we do is our, the whole show doesn't get placed on YouTube till about a couple like a couple months after we bring them out, like, in a whole section. It's kind of like how Netflix does their uh, se- seasons. They drop a season and and then they come back with another season after a couple months. And it, and it pretty much keeps an interest because now that you see what happens, you want to see the actual match. So it's kind of a backwards way of doing it because you're kind of getting the spoiler, but you're still wanting to see the actual story play out. Right. Because I feel like watching you guys, it's a lot like Lucha Underground where you guys record a whole yeah. bunch of stuff and then, like, you know, the fans who are there, obviously, like I said, you you know and they know what happens, but – Obviously, people who are watching, like, on YouTube and stuff like that, obviously, they have to keep, like, binge-watching everything. So, it's definitely a great – it's cool motto. Um, what what made you guys decide to go that route? Um, It was – honestly, it was just a way of just being being different. It was, like um, – because our social media following was huge. And what we decided to do was instead of just promoting – because we used to do our shows every week. We used to do shows every week. Then we cut back on doing tapings every other week to give us like an off week. And we were saying, well, why don't we just switch it instead? You know, it doesn't force us on editing wise to put a show out. Our social media following is huge already. And we'll keep it plugged in through there and see and we'll see if they stick around. And they do because the YouTube numbers from I think it was uh, 2016 when we really started doing that they actually jumped higher. So more fans are coming through our YouTube channel through uh, our social media, which is, you know, our Instagram and our Twitter. And our social media department is really amazing because they got us all, they, like, they, they they really took, like, when I when we first really got it started from, like, 158 followers to really almost the numbers we got now, it, literally in, like, a couple of months. So and then they're actually fans that engage. They're not, like, those fake followers that just there. And don't interact, interact. Like a lot of our big followers who watch us are from out of the country. Like I know we have somebody out of like in U, in the UK who follow us, and we have somebody in Louisiana who always comments on our stuff. Like the fan engagement is there, which is cool. Yeah, I I have to say I, I found it I found it interesting. Um, like with when uh, I decided I was going to post a video, and instantly. I saw a couple of people already commenting. It had only been a day to see a couple of people already commenting. It was, it was very eye opening. So I was like, okay, I was, I was like, I see. There's a lot of a lot of movement in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and it, yeah, and, I, and some and sometimes it's funny that um, we'll uh, we do, we'll do like fan interaction on our uh, social media, and the fans they come out and they pour out like a lot of their support. Um, they act like they they kind of start some stuff on their own selves. Like, fans kind of start feuds and whatnot through social media with some of the wrestlers themselves. 
And um, it's awesome. My fan base really is they're, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. So, Julie, do you have any questions you want to ask? Not really. You're doing pretty awesome. <laughs> like to be honest, like everything that I was gonna ask you already kind of covering it. So keep going, dude. So <laughs> give us give us some insight on your character, like how you came up with him, like how you how Man, you came up the name. I, this, the icon character, literally, I tell you, the icon Chaz Evans is Chaz Evans multiplied by like fifteen. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing, like. I've changed, like, I've had different monitors each time. Like, I'm kind of been told, like, I'm, like, the Jericho. I, all, I Whenever I leave, I always come back with some totally new moniker. Because I originally was the Karate Kid Chaz Evans. And then it trans. Then I moved over to the Red Dragon Chaz Evans. Then I went Ooh. to a... Yeah, the Red... Yeah. And then it went, I went from the Red Dragon Chaz Evans to Hollywood Chaz Evans because I moved to Hollywood. I moved okay. to LA for two years, so I was doing a little. I was I pretty much was doing like a a rock type. Oh, thing. okay. You know, I went to Hollywood make movies because I was in acting. So I went to you know to acting school. I come back for like a big show, so it was, that was kind of a thing going. Um, and then I came back. I was like, oh, I gotta do something different if I'm gonna do it. It's like I'm all. Oh, I gotta realize that I've been wrestling kind of a, for a while. I, I'm not really a. I'm considered a veteran now. Even though I'm like, I don't feel like it. I'm only 23. And I, so I was like, all right, well, I've done a lot of shit. Like, I, I'm actually the shit. Like, I look back like, I'm the shit. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I was like, Jaden Smith's Icon song came out. And I, that's my favorite song. And right. I was like, I'm the icon. <laughs> I like, like it. <laughs> and I was just like, and then it's like, me, because I'm just like, it's not a gimmick. It's real life. That's who I am. I'm the icon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I know, like, because there's a, you know, just being out at WCF at the tapings, man, like, I got to meet a lot of different wrestlers. Actually, it's funny because a couple people actually, when I showed up, came and talked to me. They're like, oh, you're you're Cliff. Um, you're the guy that has a, the closing line, Serotonics. And I was like, uh, yeah, actually. And then um, <laughs> some, somebody else was like, oh, well, don't you do that, the, the Franken culture or the Frankensteiner podcast? I was like, yeah. And they had they had mentioned how they listened to Julie. And uh, I know, like, Julie, like, when I told her, she, like, lit up like a Christmas tree because she was all excited Fuck about yeah, it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Go, but people. Was, but it's cool. <laughs> and that's, hey, we just we totally appreciate just, like, being able to help out you know, anywhere we can, whether it's like small okay. promotions or large promotions. We just, we just love like growing partnerships with people and helping reach new audiences right. and helping other companies reach new audiences too. So we're definitely appreciated that you could be on the show with us today, man. 100%. Oh, no, oh, no problem. No problem. I mean, we appreciate it as well. You know, we're always down to help everybody as well. It's, it's kind of our, our, our like real like motto ingrained in us is that, you know, we just, we help everybody else to get to the top because it's hard. You know, it's right. Not, it's, not, it's not, you know, and the entertainment business in itself is not an easy thing to get into. Like mm -hmm. not, I've done like other forms of entertainment, like acting and everything. Like, it's it's hard to get in there. So, you know, especially if you're really starting out and then small is just become it's a big, it's a big club together, really. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have a degree in acting. Tell us about that. I do. I do. Um, I went to school for acting, went to AMDA. For the performing arts, uh, did two years, 
in uh, New York and then I did two years in LA. And um, so, yeah, I was the, uh, I, one point I told myself I was going, I was like, oh, I was going to take a break from wrestling. I was like, actually, I was going to do the whole acting thing. I was in LA for uh, a year trying to pretty much doing like every struggling actor, trying to make it, trying to find a big break. Funny oh, story. So you had like 10 jobs. Yeah, definitely. I was Dude, a valet, I I was know a valet driver. moved out there has the same thing. So that's why I make that joke. It is, it is, it is, it, it's, it's, it's fact. It's it fact. Is, like, you have I like had, three jobs. You have like two day jobs and a night job. It's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and so I was like, I was a funny story. I actually auditioned for the first season of uh, CW's Black Lightning. Oh, okay. I was at the uh, I auditioned for it. I thought I was I thought I was the shit because I got to go into Warner Brothers Studios, and I'm thinking I'm gonna see all the you know the little like the Batman shit from the movies, and I get on the little uh, the little cart and they're riding and we're all I'm in all the way in the back in a trailer like that's really like no bigger than like a studio apartment. I was highly displeased. <laughs> but, but yeah, and then like, you know, um, I just, I felt like, you know, I really, I wasn't happy with what I was doing and I was still, you know, doing behind the scenes stuff with WCF, even I was in California. Like, and I told him, I was like, you know, if you ever need me for a match and, you know, you call me, I'll be there. I was like, you know, but then I just, I felt the urge to get right. back. Like, that's, that's like, that was like, that's where I needed to be. Right. Well, I imagine also the fact that you have the acting background that has to be beneficial within the ring. Because, I mean, let's be real. There are some people that are in the ring that can't sell shit. You know, <laughs> me making that monotone-ass noise reminded of the exact moment I'm thinking, too. And it will be the Bella Twins. And it will be when Nikki Bella looked at Brie Bella and was like, I wish you died in the womb. <laughs> I was like, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? Like, listen, I can understand about not selling a promo, but what the fuck? So I have to imagine, like, being able to rely on the acting background that should help, like, convey what emotions you're trying to get in a promo or even just facial-wise during a match, like... Being able to convey, like, hey, I'm pissed. Hey, I'm happy. Hey, I'm winning. Right. Hey, I'm a bad guy. Like, I'm assuming that's gotta, gotta be a good thing to have in your back pocket. It is. It is. And that's why, and like, a lot of uh, the uh, younger talent that comes through is really, like, I try to help everybody that, you know, that's there. I, I, I push, I push facial expressions. I say, right. I, I said, if I'm watching it from, like, my phone or whatever I'm watching on, I have to look at your face and see that, that you mean what you're doing. If you have a monotone, dumb look on your face and you're punching someone, I'm out of it and I'm turning. I'm I'm not watching anymore. Or I'm skipping your match or I'm fast forwarding. Yeah, it's about like it's 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 character driven. That's what it is. Like wrestling is character driven, especially especially now. It's character driven and also moves. You, you know it, the moves have to make sense to do them, and you gotta you gotta have a character, or you, it's just you're just person you're just a, per, a bland canvas just doing moves. Yep, I mean that's true. I mean we see we see a lot of younger talent like do that same thing. Like they 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 they're very technical by 
by point yeah. of like wrestling wise but as far as like getting in and actually like selling who they are it just it never comes across you know like I, right. a, a perfect example to me would be like a Ryback type where like he was very like straightforward but he only he could only do like one thing right as, as far yeah, as character right. development went um right but he just he was he was and i guess he was like technical in the sense of like his his move set but otherwise like he was just very i don't know stale i guess is how to say it yeah Dude, if you look yeah. you like look at ryback like you know as like movie characters like it was a flat Ryback was one dimensional. He was, yeah, he was one dimensional. That yep. was the word I was going to use. One dimensional. He, he, it got boring. It was exactly. the same thing you've seen every. You've seen the same. You've seen this type of character over and over, and that's why I never took him seriously. And then, especially after that table of three on WWE Network, I don't know if anyone watches ever watches it. The episode that had him and Daniel Bryan. And when Daniel Bryan was just making fun of him and ripping into him and be, and making fun of the Ryback rules, Ryback rules thing, like it <laughs> made me take him even less seriously than I did before, which I didn't know was possible. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like Ryback really, he's a great example about like, hey, maybe you should go back to the drawing board and figure out something. You know, it's not, I mean, some people do that too often. They constantly change their character and it doesn't help them. But he's somebody that would have beneficial, would have benefited from like, hey, let me go back to the drawing board and see if there's something else I can do. But no, he was so freaking hardcore set on being Ryback that he was like, le- didn't he like legally change his name or some shit like that? Yeah, I, yes. see, I, heard, I heard that. I heard some other yeah, so yeah. that's that's dedication to a shitty character. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he took it. Yeah, that's one of the moments. That's, that's, a, that's a step too far, there. bro. <laughs> step too far. So <sighs> I guess when it comes down, because like when I think of characters who kind of like, are continually trying to build themselves and show themselves better, right? A number one person that kind of comes to me is uh, Aaliyah over in NXT. Like, she's yeah. very... it's She's obviously the, like a Persian princess type, you know, but she's very, like, high fashion, but she doesn't really have any kind of character development, which yeah. I guess that's what's great about, like, NXTs that you get to develop those characters. So for WCF, like, how do you guys help get the younger guys or even the younger talent to that next level like through teaching like do you guys hold classes like what do you guys do a lot of a lot of it now what we like to do because is what what they give us their character like we're always open to ideas like with as far as like their character now we can give them suggestions they can take it if not or not but we like you know you find your way in there because you got it's really like a throw at the wall see if it sticks type of thing because you can go through like, like for example, let's say, I think Becky Lynch has, she's been through about, well, I think now since she debuted, like three different character, I guess, episode changes so far. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, a lot is just if you throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. If not, try it up. All right. <clears throat> right. Because you know, and it never, and it's not also the thing is you know, be patient with it because it could, it could actually jump off. You just got to put that time into it and actually develop what you have. Right. Yeah, because not everything's going to stick right away. It's not going to be... A, right, exactly. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, and not everybody could be like Rey Mysterio where they come in and the, the thing that's hot about them is the mask at first. And then you start seeing like the character develop through that. But like, right. well, you're right, man. Where Becky Lynch came in, she originally was like the shamrock shaker. I don't even know. If yes, yes. Yeah, she was doing her little Irish get up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when they made her do, like, the gig, the jig or whatever. Why did I say Yeah. Gig? I'm half Irish, half Dutch. My parents slept shit. You didn't hear me say that. A <laughs> uh, jig where we dance like an asshole in the middle of a ring. That's what I meant. Anyways, yeah, no, that I, I, I'm glad people take that moment to go, oh, this ain't working. Oh, this ain't working. Oh, yeah, and that, oh, that's the beauty oh. thing about NXT. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, that, that really what the, that the WWE has that they, you know, like you can really try if it doesn't work. All right, cool. We'll go fix it until we find something that works. Right. Right. Like, like Velveteen Dream for like for one. Like, oh my God. Right. Found, like, I think it was like, at first it didn't stick, but he stuck to it. Now look at him. He's probably one of the most like popular guys in NXT right now. Yep. Right. Well, he yeah, he won Velvet the title. Originally, that Velveteen Dream character was not working. Right, and a lot of people don't don't remember that. Like a lot of people were confused by it. Like it's Prince. It was more a confusion thing. Well, right. it, it reminded me of the 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 reception of Goldust. Same, the confusion, same. the like, what the hell is this? And then after right. a while, they're like, oh fuck yeah! And like, honestly, let's be real. I got to hand it to him because when he wasn't tough enough, um, I didn't give a shit. And then it came out as Velveteen Dream. I'm like, I give a shit now. I give right. a shit about you as a wrestler. Congratulations for figuring out that you needed to find a gimmick that worked for you, and you found it, you ran with it, and you weren't taking no for an answer. And if you're going to sell some shit, that's how you got to do it. It is, if exactly. It doesn't get, if it doesn't get the reception of the crowd, you kind of got to be like, um, no, you're going to love it, and if you don't love it, then I'm just going to turn into a heel that shoves it in your face, and I'm still going to make it work. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, prop, props... To Velveteen for figuring it out. Like, that's the we're saying. With NXT, it's a good place to kind of hone in that, like, no, I am this. I like it. I do it well. Deal right. with it. Yeah. So... We're gonna we're gonna push over, right? So obviously, uh, these were the take home shows for Fastlane, um, as far as Raw and SmackDown went, and NXT. But really, I mean, there is a huge talking point that we're gonna have probably come on later show, depending if we have time or not. But really, I want you to find like one moment from each show, right? And we'll talk Raw first, and then we'll go SmackDown, NXT. So let's go with Raw. Talk about. A moment that you saw in the show that kind of stuck out to you that may, you know, I don't know. It could be positive or negative. Just one moment that stuck out to you for Raw. Uh, let's go. Really? Let's go with, yeah, let's go. Mm. Let's go with let's go with Chaz first. <laughs> I was like, yes, first. Okay, I think. But the on a positive note, I really played Triple H's promo. Um, you know, responding to uh, the Batista attack on Rick. Mm-hmm. Now, because it was it just. Triple H is just—he—he he, he knows what he's doing. Like he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's he's really the cerebral assassin. He he's is. got he's that really shit unlocked forever. He has, and he's—he's—he's he's the best at what he does, and he really is. Yeah. And it really—he sold me. Cause I, I said it. I said if Triple H comes out and gives me a good promo, he'll sell—he'll sell me for this Batista match. I'll be interested. 
Right. We all know it's Batista. He's coming back because Avengers is coming out soon. So WWE gets that exposure. He got a movie to produce. And we know, like, we knew right. that he was coming. We knew well, that, coming. and he's also got a, uh, a new Ip Man movie coming out, too. True, true. That is just so more, pu- more publicity for more movies. So Exactly. Get so it, Batista. Know. Get that money. Exactly. So I'm not, not mad at him for that. Get a get Hell no. Paid, my bro. Get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Secure your bag. Right. But, you know, but like, I know, like, the casual wrestling fan is like, eh, you know, who, like, Triple H sold me. I'm excited to see when Batista comes back, and I, I just want to see him fight. I just want to see Triple H and Batista kick each other's ass. Like, give me, like, WrestleMania, what was that thing? Was that 22? Yeah. When they would fall for the world yeah, title? Yeah, I think it was. Give, give me that again, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What about you, Julie? Um, the Triple H, I, 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 I agree with the Triple H Batista thing because that's something that has caught me. Um, it's kind of weird. I have like a good and a bad. I enjoyed the fact that Ronda Rousey's just it, it just kind of embraced being hated. Like if that makes sense, she's like, ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna beat the shit out of Becky. Ah, I'm like, all right, cool, fuck it, you re- go, 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 heal. Go heal. I hope this is where this is going. I hope she's just an insufferable asshole. If this is where this is going. I, I enjoyed so. that. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, like I got some weird feelings about the pro, the the behind the scenes shit, only because, and we could talk about that later because I'm pretty sure we will. I got some weird feelings, good and bad. But if she's gonna go heal, do it because yeah, like, yeah, she just, like, just go for it. Yeah, she she doesn't handle this face thing, and she. Yeah, it's go heal. I enjoy it. The other thing that stuck out for the wrong reasons, and I don't normally mind them, is the SNL guys. I I don't know why, but I was like, why the fuck? What the fuck is going on? It it. I don't know why. Normally, I don't give a shit when they have guests. I'm like, well, whatever, you know, fluffer. Okay, give me the entertainment. <laughs> give me some shit. But for some reason, it was such a weak ass freaking like when they were on there. I'm like, oh, oh. Uh, Okay, and I normally am like Michael Che and uh, Colin Jones or whatever. Yo, yeah, I, I normally don't mind them but for some reason. On them on, on Raw, and then they're like, "Oh, they're gonna be hosting." I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's not more of this. I hope it's not more of this because this is not a pleasurable moment for me. But you know, WWE likes to inject pain with their wrestling. Yo, speaking, speaking are, are of they that, the, are the correspondents for? WrestleMania. Yep, yep. yep. That's. I hope it's not more of what Monday was. So I I agree. (laughs) WrestleMania is definitely like almost like almost ten hours now. I know. (laughs) Like, oh, but okay. So chore sometimes. Let's talk. Let's talk about that for a second, (laughs) right? Let's talk about that for a second. So Michael Che, Colin Yost, uh, Jost were brought on as correspondents for WrestleMania. In case you didn't know that. If you didn't watch Raw, well, now, you now, do. You, now you know. So you what, are informed. What made it what made it interesting to me, right, is they could have done it in one segment and just left the one segment, right? Because it ended yes. kind of on a funny note where you know Colin put on the Yankees cap or the Mets cap and was like, yep. "Yeah, I'm exactly. a Mets fan," and you could have ended it there. But yep. the more segments that went along, but it was just, likes to kill the, things. The more, yeah, the more segments that went along, it reminded me of. Remember the Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose angle where like the first one, it was like a hot, you were like, yes, I want Seth to find Dean. But then they kept going on. And by the end of the night, you were like, 
I don't really fucking care about this. And I feel like that's yes. what happened with this moment too, right? So Saturday Night Live gets announced. They're going to be on. Um, the Even the second moment where uh, Colin was listing off wrestlers who are all from the 90s about, you know, like Coco Beware and, you know, <laughs> the ultimate under- – I think he said Andre the Giant at one time. I just he was just yeah, listening he did, wrestling. Yeah. Off. It was it was funny and I was like, okay, I get it. You know, but then like WWE just overkilled it. And I think that's the bigger thing for me is that there's so much overkill for everything. Yeah. Um and yeah. so let's so for me, what I was gonna say, my my positive, right, was I guess the realism of how WWE was being kind of ran. And I mean that in the sense of like w, uh, Hunter's, Hunter's um, promo was amazing. I just have to give it. The yeah. thing I, th- I think the thing I just did not like was the same thing I did not like when it came to Ronda. And we'll talk about that in a couple bits. But it was the idea of you're not looking into Hunter, the, the character. You're looking into Hunter, the man. No, then that means we're looking at Paul. And that's who we should really be talking about then. Because then I would be like, Dave, this isn't Hunter talking. This is Paul talking now. Because it was just crazy. That, that you're going yeah. to say everything in this world is fake. But what I'm talking to you about right now in WrestleMania, that's real. Like, well, wait a minute. Colin just made a joke like an hour later with Braun Strowman that, he w- that wrestling was fake. And then Braun jacked his ass into a wall and held him there for five minutes. And then after the, after holding him there for a long time... Guess what? Colin didn't sell it. <laughs> He's just like I dropped yeah. out. Like, what yeah, happened? yeah. I, I, that, that was yeah, that, that honestly, it pained me. It did because I was like, okay, get what you're going with it. Okay, cool. You gotta be like literally like falling out the floor, like yep. and need yeah. And I, it was something I that was, uh, it was something that Russell Talk brought up um, on their podcast, and it it made me laugh. I, I I'm not kidding when I say this. I cried laughing. Um, so (laughs) Lori, uh, one of the guys said telling fans that wrestling is not real is equivalent to telling Harry Potter, Hey, you're a wizard, but guess what? Wizards don't exist. And this is a book. And I was like, yo, that that is a fan of of wrestling. Quit saying that wrestling is fake. Yes. We know it is. There's a reason why it went yeah. from the World Wrestling Federation to World Wrestling Entertainment. We understand that. It was the same thing I had a problem with when Linda McMahon was like trying to talk about my husband runs an entertainment business. Yeah, we know it's fucking fake. All right, we're not fucking stupid. Right. right? For some of those people who are still crying in Alabama, wiping their eyes, saying it's still real to me. Damn it. Fuck him. Okay, we get it. <laughs> we yeah. want to get it. Like, and I think that was my, my big takeaway from it was like, it just, you have this idea that, Hey, this is entertainment. We know it, but you're going to still go right. out there and be like, it's fake. So it's reality TV, right. but you don't see us calling that shit out. We don't call it the best. Right. Right. Like, okay. He's going to pick that That's bitch right there. Mm-hmm. Come on. Stop. Right. right. So, so, okay. So I'm going there. That's how I feel about this whole because uh, we were going to bring it up later, possibly, <laughs> but I'm bringing it up now. Uh, so that's how I feel about this whole, like, Ronda Rousey with her. Like, I don't mind the fact that she's going, like, hella bitch mode. Go do it. Do you, boo-boo. If you got to be a cunt, be a cunt. Sorry, drop the word, but whatever. If you got to go there, go there. However, the um, better-than-you wrestling is 
fake kind of assholeness about it. I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure I remember when Dean Ambrose got sidelined because he talked a little too much on Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Yep. You know, like not trying to be a dick, but like, hey, what, what is she going to get some shit? Like, I don't mind if we're going to go there, but like, we got to figure out it. We got to figure out something as far as who can do it, and who can't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. She dropped the. You know, people were like, "Oh, she dropped the F word." Fuck! I'm like, "No, she dropped the F word." Fake. Like, there are people that have said it. Have done a little too free of an interview on other shows that have gotten in some serious fucking shit with Vince, with Hunter, with Stephanie, with whoever else back there. Rhonda's doing it. Is she going to be held to the same standard, or is this the new thing for WWE? And if that's it. Then why are you, can anybody else do that? Are we just are we just not giving a shit about it anymore? It gets it, it makes me feel frustrated only because like we've always talked about on this podcast, fucking consistency. That is all I ask out of wrestling. It's fucking mm-hmm. consistency. It I don't mind if they're gonna go there, but if you're gonna go there, you better make sure that it's fine if Dean Ambrose wants to do it or fucking low level McGee wants to do it. If it, it can't just be a Ronda Rousey's allowed to do it thing don't, and no one else, because that's not fair. Don't that's talk not about fair that. Don't talk about you know Ty Dillinger I mean? like that. Do not call him Low McGee. Uh, no, no, I wasn't even thinking. No, that's not. <laughs> Ty, Ty Dillinger is the perfect time, okay? You will always be the perfect time. But, like, legit, I mean, if you're going to allow her to do it, there better be some okayness for other people. She better not be the female Brock Lesnar. Well, she better not be untouchable. That's the only concern I have with it and why I have some weird fucking feelings about it because well, I go, I feel, I feel weird. I'm, 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 go- I'm good if she's going to be an asshole. I'm fine if you want to do it and if the WWE is going to allow it and that's cool. And if, and if they play it right, cool. But if they allow her to just go and be the level that she needs to, but doesn't allow other people to do it if it fits their character, I'm gonna be pissed. Well, because first, first, I don't. If, if you looked at you some know, of the responses, if you looked at some of the responses, from oh, some I of love the, other the ladies, responses from the other wrestlers. It's beautiful. But Liv yeah. Tyler. Liv, Liv uh, already came out and said her thing. She's like, "Well, if my bumps aren't real and my bruises aren't real, then you can't tell me that this is fake." You know what I mean? Like, essentially, this is what she was saying. I'm not trying to try deep. Down right? Did you see Rusev's response? Who? Rusev clapped back at her about oh, yeah, uh, Rusev, Rusev. Being like a fake badass or some shit. Yeah, Rusev's bad. I need him to take his phone away. Like, Lonnie's Oh, dead. right. <laughs> Rusev was on on like petty level one thousand. Yeah, um, I know Lana has been going hella hard. I love Charlotte's uh, response on it because it was like the perfect level of bitch. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because like, it, it Charlotte, first off, Charlotte Flair, like if this makes sense, Charlotte Flair to me is like, if you're going to be like a female heel, you might want to look at, you might want to look at Flair because she does she does female heel so fucking good. Oh, there are times where she's on TV. I'm like, God, I want to punch you. Good job. Good job, Charlotte. Oh, you know, yeah. she, she makes Charlotte, you want to like Charlotte punch your fucking TV. Like she, yep. yeah, yeah. I have her tweet up. I was like, can someone, if for those that are listening, if you haven't read the tweet, I'm going to read it off because this is why I enjoy Charlotte's level of heel. Uh, 
so it was in response to the fuck them, everybody did blah 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 thing from Rhonda. And she said, Can somebody can someone please remind Captain Badass here that her last two fights before coming to the WWE ended with her unconscious and sobbing in the cage? Four years ago you were untouchable. Now, not so much. You're a class act at Ronda Rousey. That right there, that's what you do. If you're gonna be an asshole, that's what you do. You come that's back levels of fire. Fire. Yes, I, love, I love it. I love it. I, right. I, I, like I said, my biggest concern, I've said this before on the podcast with, with Rhonda, is wonder if she takes a little... Misha Tate said this too. So I wonder if I'm, if I'm, I'm, if I'm on to something about how that Rhonda takes some of it too personally. She and does. I hope she can figure well, out how to remove herself from that because it's this. not it's not good for you mentally it's not good for you mentally to not be able to Julie, separate Julie, we've hmm. known this we've known i know this. i'm just saying like from everywhere that she's been whether it was judo oh, strike force yeah. ufc <laughs> that's right SNL, i mean look at the last two what was it wwe yeah look at that fight with holly home with all of no out of nowhere she was like you're a bad person god you're like what the fuck She's like, you're fake. Really? I see right through you. You're fake. You're fake. What? Like, let's be How, honest. How the preacher's daughter? What the <laughs> shit? <laughs> but let's be honest though. She really is. And as much as I love Ronda Rousey, um, she is one dimensional. She's one of those characters that we've talked about. You know, and yeah. Chaz, you can you can attest yeah. to it. Like, she's very one dimensional, and she can only cut promos that are badass type promos now granted when she cuts them she's fucking amazing but it, like the bullshit ass oh let's give her the every champion lives a champion's dream kind of promo that shit was fucking whack and you could yeah. tell she didn't want to do it you know what i mean yeah that's she, yeah ronda there's a thing with ronda they tried to build her as a face and if you are a ronda rousey fan in which they were trying to bring UFC fans over. That's not Ronda Rousey. That's not why the no. UFC fans gravitate to Ronda Rousey. It's not just because she whipped the ass. It was the persona of who she was, how she carried herself in the octagon. Preach. Preach. Like, right. she, like that, if you wanted to bring that over, let Ronda Rousey do what Ronda Rousey did in the UFC. In the UFC. Exactly. Don't try to build her into this female, you know, Roddy Piper type thing, and I think they were they were heavily putting the Roddy Piper thing. That shit's starting to piss me off. No lie, like I don't give a fuck. Whatever, that's fantastic that they had a relationship. It's fantastic that the son gave the jacket. I don't give a shit. She needs to to pull back from that because don't rely on somebody. It's it's why I like that Charlotte Flair tried to establish herself in her own little way, even though she still had the Flair name. Yeah. I, I don't want Ronda to keep relying on Roddy. Like, no, I'm sorry. The problem, though, is that, and I think this to be true, it's it's like she's caught in this mix, right? I honestly, Piper was a badass. He was a tweener. He wasn't the good guy. He wasn't the bad guy. Oh, and no, if you I knew all the, If you knew all the answers, he just changed the questions. He's, te- he's, yeah. he's just a dick. And that's how... Rhonda's personality when she started in Strike Force was that way. She was just a dick. She knew she was better than you. She knew she was going to break your shit. And that's how they should have kept pushing her when she got into the WWE. It was just, right. hey, we know that you might have some trouble on the mic. So when we want you to cut these pro- these promos, 
make them be emotional. Have them be about yeah. whatever but happened. I mean, like I mean, we her are, best we are promo. We we said this. We said this numerous times. Her best promo may have mm-hmm. been the one right before Evolution with Nikki Bella. And she had like yeah. one or two good lines in it, which I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I was like to do nothing were, yeah. and shit like that. Those were fire lines. But nonetheless, after that, it was just like, what the fuck? And then this last promo that she right. cut, that's the Ronda Rousey that I love. That's the Ronda right. Rousey I've been waiting for. And me if just this as, makes a, sense, as a though, fan of her. Right. If this makes sense though, we're glaring over one big thing though. Like when she left UFC, that wasn't Ronda Rousey. Like that wasn't the Ronda Rousey that I remember, the one that was like let me get in your Correct. face and be that. She broke. She was broken. First time, like I've yeah, said on the, on the MMA podcast, I, I've and I stand by it to this day, and I think even her mom has said it before. Fuck her corner. Fuck her corner hard. They oh, they yeah. did her dirty by not setting her up mentally. Flat out. I've had that problem with her with her corner since day one. So it, it, fuck Edwin. Fuck them. They fucked her over. Flat out. You oh, should set I, your oh, champion. Agree. You should shut your champion up to be able to lose. That's that's just how that goes. When she left the UFC, she was so fucking broken mentally that I question, like, I love this badass thing, but there is a concern I have that it there isn't a hurt behind it as well. Because she did not handle that fucking crowd booing at her well. When she no. stumbled and just like, blah, 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 you know, she might as well have said suffering suck attached, freaking Roman Reign style, because that she stumbled over her words hard. It didn't well, work. Honestly, too. So I get if- concerned about that, like her being her, her badassness also having a I'm hurt quality because I'm not doing what I thought I was going to do. Because she, if she doesn't do well, she never learned, like we've said on the MMA podcast. Ronda Rousey never learned how to lose properly. She's in a place now where it can set her up to lose in a more gentle manner. But if the fans aren't behind her in the way that she wanted, I get concerned that she's not going to handle it the way that she could have if she was set up better. I agree. I agree. That's my concern with it. It's, it's, I okay. like okay, asshole okay, okay. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Sorry, but, we're ranting about MMA stuff. I don't kind of want to keep this. Well, no, it's it's not no, no, just, just MMA. It goes into the character me, that me, is Ronda Rousey now. I got it. I just want to make sure, like we and I get Ronda like that. It is a huge flaw in Ronda's character, character, and just in Ronda and in, in, in general. You're right that she yeah. does. Yeah, I, she's I mean, mentally. Have, she mentally yeah, has it, to work. Yeah, because yeah. like we've said, it, it comes down to safety in the ring. It comes down to selling. Do you, you know what I mean? Not just selling like in the really ring punch, moves. How many times did she really punch Becky Lynch in that uh, stuff? Okay. There was a few uh, times where uh, I was there like, was there was a few potatoes in there. She oh, she, she was slapping happened. some potatoes like it was St. Patty's Day. Oh yeah, she was slapping them. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's where I get that like. <laughs> Oh, that's why right. sometimes I want to go, Hunter. <laughs> please take her because we have. She's so moldable with being new that if Hunter could just get her more focused, I feel like heal Ronda Rousey, especially with like a good Hunter like backbone. 
could be the best women's champion that we've seen, especially if it ends up being like, because think about back in the day when it was Stone Cold versus The Rock. Think about heel Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. Two bitch. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love the man versus Rousey. Rousey that's going to be great. But think about if we get full heel level Charlotte and full heel level Ronda just being bitches at each other. It'd be fantastic. Yep. So I, I hope Hunter helps her. That's my, I hope they help. So I hope there's a, a guiding path on this new heel hood. Because she's probably one of the best ones to do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know. We're gonna we're gonna move over to SmackDown. I want to talk about SmackDown. Yep. We can we can come back and talk about this in a little bit. Yeah. But I want to talk about SmackDown. Tell me, uh, Chaz, what was your favorite moment coming out of SmackDown? Uh, I will. I always love SmackDown. SmackDown is always my favorite show. So I would I will. I would say the whole show. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, the best moment. I think it's. I think it's honestly me getting used to this face, Kevin Owens. Okay. Right. This it it's it's that was I think that's the best moment for me, is because I we're getting used to it, because when the, when he first came out with the with me in the face, I was iffy about it because Kevin, Kevin is beautiful heel he's an amazing heel and it's he did a lot of stuff as a heel whereas it's the only such such a level when you get up there, whereas when you come back, is it going to be good is it not like. That's why I think Randy Orton's face turn or every face turn he does is terrible because it's Randy Orton is that he he was everything he did as a heel was despicable. That's kind of how Kevin Owens was in the same boat with me. And so with him coming up against this heel Daniel Bryan, it I kind of like it and I'm like, yeah. But I'm was I'm like it's getting a deeper look at what this, you know, what is heel I'm not sorry, heel, but face uh, Kevin Owens is. Yeah, I agree. That's a good one. Julia, what about you? What was your moment of uh, SmackDown? Um, I kind of agree with the Kevin Owens thing, but honestly, I enjoyed Samoa Joe winning the title. I, I, I enjoy R-Truth, and I love... I will always love because I because... Okay, quick, all that shit, but putting a title on Joe is kind of... It's it's almost necessary at this point because it they kind of just... It was definitely overdue. You know, yeah, exactly. It's kind of it's 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 needed because like, what are you just gonna have him do? Fucking float around there? Like, no. At least give him something to do, defend until you decide to put a bigger title on him. Because whatever they're doing with, you know, Daniel Bryan and all them with the title, that's whatever. So at least give him something to do. Also, the other thing I loved about it was the fact when I don't know who it was on Twitter. Uh, I have to remember who it was, but they WWE posted that Samoa Joe won the title but the picture was still the r-truth and i think it was Rus. i might have been rusev that actually did it that was like that's a funny picture of samoa joe <laughs> so like that also sticks out to my mind of why oh, wow. I, was like, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even see that oh wow yeah it was really it was really damn funny but yeah and also i mean uh you have andrade you had andrade and Rey mysterio in there so they're yeah, always entertaining to watch they you know, could, honestly, they could wrestle all year, and I honestly would be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I, people are like they're moaning agree. and complaining about it being on the pre-show, and I'm just like, I'm fine with that. It was still the show. Yeah, on oh, the yeah. main card, it like give them the pre-show where they can still the show with, as like the actual fans actually go watch it, which is actually smart on their part. Get them to watch the pre-show. Right. Yeah, I agree. 
I think I think my moment um I would have to agree to Samojo winning. It was cuz it came out of it it's going to sound fucked up when I say it, it came out of nowhere. Um <laughs> But uh I think I think for me what it was it was it was the way that it got set up which I really liked where Ray hit the 619, hit the frog splash, he went for the pin, then the senton splash came from uh Joe and then he hit the Uragami and fucking pinned uh he pinned him and I was like what just happened? And I just kept staring at the screen like did Samoa Joe really just win and he was like holding the title up I was like no no seriously like did Joe just win because I don't remember <laughs> having a title like ever. Right. But also, what I really liked about it too was the fact that, and, and it's I don't know, it might be small, but Finn Balor and, and Samojo have titles, and I think like their great yes. matches that they had on NXT uh, on their takeovers. I'm like, yo, like this is this is so cool. <laughs> like those right. two guys definitely deserve to hold titles. So I definitely I'm enjoying the fact that they I'm always for Finn Balor holding. Any- title personally (laughs) i just love him as a wrestler i love him as a human you know my sister always tells me he's my future brother-in-law so that'd be pretty dope i highly doubt she'll ever marry his ass but yo whatever (laughs) if it's brother-in-law fergal let's do this bro (laughs) you know but he's just a cool freaking person but his wrestling is fantastic and i love watching um uh what's his nuts uh Devlin is that his last name? Yeah, in yeah, uh, Devlin. Yeah, in uh, NXT UK because of the fact that he is seriously the shadow of Finn. When you walk at him, you he can is. absolutely fucking tell that Finn Balor was his mentor. When you watch him wrestle, just the way he does stuff, the way he moves, yes. the way he sells, it is so signature Finn Balor. That's why sometimes it it, it can it, it amuses me when I'll see Finn come out of Becky's wrestling. Because I always, I always tend to forget that Becky went to his school. Yeah. So when she'll do something that reminds me of the way that he'll, he would, we would have sold it. I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot about that. He fucking showed her the ropes back in the day, huh? Because I'll see something like, oh, that's a very Finn Balor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jordan that whole, Devlin, whole Irish clan. That- you know, right, like, Mullen's got theirs, and then yeah, <laughs> the Irish are taking over. Let's do it, brethren. I'm proud of ye. Yup, and then and then in NXT, you got you know your uh, your Asians with me. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. It, it, hey, they can go time. It's let's, about to be a whole cultural warfare in WWE. Yeah. And you know what? Let's transition it's a, to this. Let's transition to this. Right? Well, yeah. Speaking of NXT, NXT. <laughs> NXT all right, go on. Let us let us know, Chaz. What was your moment in NXT that you enjoyed? Wow, the whole show. I'm I, the, <laughs> the whole show, the whole show. I can, can I say the whole show? Yeah, you you can say the whole show. I don't see why not. Man, Man I've done that before. <laughs> I I'm I love tag team wrestling. I'm I love, yeah. I'm in like as you, I'm in a tag team with you know with Justin. Like I love tag team wrestling, and this was. Every tag match was amazing from start to finish. Alistair Black and Ricochet, honestly, so are a good. dope. They are a dope tag team, and if I, I honestly, I wouldn't mind if they stick with the tag team on the main roster. Yeah, I would honestly be okay with that, and then get a feud out of them too. Yeah, I agree. I agree with one hundred. <laughs> Mustache Mountain is amazing. We we already know that. And then the Street Profits are really good. I was surprised that they didn't win. 
I thought this would be their time. Right. But they're just amazing, too. And then what can you say about Undisputed Era and DIY? I just... Right. They... Ugh. Chompa's amazing. Gargano's amazing. I love... I love Undisputed Era. Like, uh, It's just... The whole show was was, was good. Then, you know, the Velveteen and Matt Riddle, because I'm such a bro. Oh, bro. I'm such a bro. And, like, he said, bro. And I just came out to say hi, and I literally laughed. I said, bro. Bro. Like, just bro. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole show was amazing. Right. It it was from top to bottom. NXT needs to, like, I, I, I get why they have it on the network, but they need to get it on network. I would, on, like, network TV, like, I would watch it. Yo, Fox, yeah. right? So yeah, Fox. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Julie, Julie, what was your what was your moment? Um, I'm not gonna copy and say the whole show, even though I want to. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It, was, it, it was that. It was that. Damn it was that good. But <laughs> honestly, the DIY versus Undisputed was fantastic. It was a great match. They never really let you down. In general, I mean, when they. When they did the kick running knee combo at the end to put away O'Reilly, you know what I mean? Like it, they always deliver. It's it's, it, you get, yeah. It's just I love DIY. Um, I also like the Velvet Team, uh, promo. But back to the DIY thing, why I'm also thinking about it. And also like, there's a little element of sadness because oh, of Chapa. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you know, for those who don't know, if you haven't by now, what what the hell? Get on Google. You have the Google machine. Use it. Uh, but Chapa is getting uh, just didn't he get it yesterday? I believe I think he got yes, yesterday two days ago. Yeah, uh, uh, on had to get next. Sur- yeah, he had to get next surgery. Uh, so he's gonna be out for a while, which sucks. And so the obviously the title. The months. Yeah, so obvious. So obviously, title is going to be set down and everything. So there was a little element of like hmm, to watching him wrestle, but I mean, in general, uh, I I love Fish. I love O'Reilly. So. You know, it, it was just a good overall match. So, NXT is always killing it. And like you're saying about them needing ha- them having to go on cable, I think if they if Fox was smart, and they kind of are because they're a sports thing, so they have to be. <laughs> um, they were smart about it. Uh, put, you know, try to see if they if they watch the product enough to see what NXT does, is they can see if they can get NXT to be on their. You know, slap it on Fox Sports one one of the days, like that right there. And if Vince McMahon was smart, and that's that's the part that confused that concerns me more than anything, because you know it's Vince, goddamn it, man. How many times has he done everything except wrestling because he hates his own, he hates being a wrestling owner. Um, but like, if he was smart, that's kind of the deal I would be trying. So you know, someone forward this to Hunter. He's the one that helps make decisions. I get NXT on Fox. Fox wanted they actually asked WWE for SmackDown when it comes on the, on Fox in the fall. Yeah, to be an edgier, more edgier product. Yeah, they all yeah more it's edgier. More I know sports, sports, I, sports related. Yeah, I yeah. know uh, Daniel Cormier, DC from uh, UFC. For those who don't know, yeah, it's a fighter. Um, he actually had to miss. An audition to be a commentator because Fox is really wanting to push him to be a commentator for uh, SmackDown when it comes on there. So I know they're trying to get different people on there, which would be interesting. I don't know who they would replace, you know. Right. Um, 
But I mean, hey, if they're gonna do it, if they're gonna switch it up, you know, I'm I'm for it. You know, as much as I might bitch at the time, they're like, oh, why they put this person in? Blah 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 blah. Hey, if change sucks, everybody hates change. But if it yeah. ultimately relates, if it ultimately ends up with a better product. Okay, whatever. I'll get it. I'll get the fuck over at the end. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. Is being a wrestling fan, you bitch about it in the moment, and then when it gets the product gets better, you go, "Oh, okay. I guess I lived through that." Yeah, uh, I have to say. So I think I Michael think for Cole. Me, yeah, Michael, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Michael Cole. <laughs> fuck, my, fuck Michael Cole. Um, Maggle. Maggle, Maggle, Maggle. Um, I think for me, my top moment would have been. Uh, Matt Riddle's line where he said, I just wanted to come out and get a closer look at the North American title. Like, I just, I love that line, but it's just because I'm, I'm right. a bro too. And I think the other part I really liked was when Champa came out, Champa came out and then Gargano came out. And when Gargano came out, Champa stopped him and he pointed to the screen and a DIY theme came on. And I was like, oh shit, this is so fly. <laughs> I have right. to, oh yeah. I think, oh yeah, I was like, oh shit, got real. Yep. Right. I was like, yo, that's, I love those moments in legit. wrestling where all of a sudden you go, oh, I was like, yeah. Especially you if you're at a live event, especially if you're at a live event and you're like, you cannot know the next to you but in that moment you guys are like marking the fuck out together you're like oh shit oh shit hugging and high-fiving and you're like oh my god what the fuck i love those moments that was i love those insane. moments those, that was that those, was me those, last week that's that's what wrestling is though like that's why i went that's the you know the kind of callback to the whole wrestling is fake yeah i know it it's my escapism like i fucking know i'm not a goddamn khajiit when i play skyrim but i still go into it <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me live in my escape world. That's what wrestling is. I know. You know, I yeah, there's around, the real element to it. I run around man, my house. With I a love goddamn, I run around my house mm-hmm. with a goddamn Pokeball trying to catch fucking Pokemon. Right. I know I can't do it in real life, but it doesn't mean I can't try. God, just right. let me have my fun. She's <laughs> just, just what you just chase around your kid with it? Like, how do you do that? <laughs> well, first of all, okay, we we have, I think we have now. 30 plush Pokemon dolls and like three Pokemon balls. So we run around the house oh, and we will throw Pokeballs at plush animals for no reason but to try to capture them, okay? No, I hey, In you my know mind, what? Uh, I'm way better than Ash Ketchum. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. When Matt and I have kids, that's probably what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I've already accepted. Like, I was raised by nerdy ass people. You know, I my sister's first doll was like a Darth Vader doll. My older sister, so like, that's there was amazing. no hope. There was no hope for me. Okay, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, are you dirty? I'm like, that's the reason why I have dork and nerd tattooed on the front of my arms. Okay, I always say that. No hope for me, whatever. But yeah. like. I'm gonna sneeze. Hold on, I'm gonna mute this real quick. It's gonna be loud. <laughs> well, I'll just be. I'll be honest. Uh, no, my. Uh, I'm. I'm a huge. I'm a huge nerd. I'm a huge nerd, just yeah. like you are. But hey, Same. we have. Same. We have. We but yeah, back. Bring the nerd back to the escapism of wrestling. Whoop-a- we have. Um, we have fast lane coming up. Let's. Uh, yes. Let's talk about this, right? So we're gonna have our predictions for the show. We'll start from the bottom card. We'll work our way up. And then we'll go from there. So uh, it was just announced actually last night randomly, which was kind of crazy. But the first match on the card is going to be the New Day with, coincidentally, Big E and Xavier Woods versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Julie, who do you got? Mm, pro- 
Oh, wait, hold on. Probably the New Day. Okay, okay. What about you, Chad? I, I don't know why I'm feeling the New Day. I I think there's going to be some trickery involved with, the, with um, Kofi. Something, because it's, it's odd, because Kofi's not placed in the in the yeah. promo. He's not on there, you know, at all. So right. I think Kofi's got something involved either in that or something later in the show, but... I think I think uh, Shinsuke and uh, Rusev are going. They getting the dub on that one. Yeah, only I, because of that. Only because of that that reason. I, I makes sense. Agree. I have to agree too. I think it's gonna be. I think it's Shinsuke and I watch wrestling Rusev. too long. I pick, I pick up on stuff like that. I watch wrestling for too long now. <laughs> right. If this makes sense, the reason why I was thinking the new day for some reason was the fact that Kofi got pulled from the main match. And I have a feeling like they're going to try to keep New Day on a high going into WrestleMania to try to keep the the pump up for Kofi. That's the only reason why I'm thinking of it is because it might not be ben- as beneficial to have the New Day going in losing unless they play the story right. Right, exactly. Like the trickery part. If they do the trickery part, then yeah, that makes absolute sense. If they don't, then it's just WWE doing what it does well. Wasting yeah. fucking time. Well, it's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's first first let's just admit it's wwe i'm gonna go with it shinsuke bruce have getting a win all right next on the pre-show uh ray mysterio versus andrade so Chaz, who you got the fans <laughs> you get the fans, <laughs> the fans. um yes. going I'm, I'm going with i'm going with uh mr 619 ray mysterio right on julie what about you um, yo, I feel like it's opposite there because I'm gonna go with Andrade only. If they're trying to build him, so uh, it would be probably a good idea to have him going on a high note if yeah. they're trying to continue the build. Because what they're fifty fifty right now, right? Like, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, it could go either way. If this makes sense, this match could very well be one of those where, okay, technically Rey Mysterio won, but Andrade won as well. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Just because of how well the match went. So yeah. I think it might be one of those ones because, like you said, the fans win. I think he, that's pretty much exactly what it is. The fans fucking won because we're going to get to see a great match that's on the pre-show. I can't wait to see so. just another Canadian destroyer. So I'm going to go with Rey Mysterio on <laughs> this one. They get so they did, Every time they do it, it looks dang, oh, it looks so dangerous and beautiful oh, at the same right. time. You, can't, you just wince. You're like, oh, God. Right? I was like, oh, he killed him. Like, I, just, I, I hear JR every time. Every yes. Time. Well, like, remember, because that was a move that was banned by the WWE. Like, you weren't allowed it, to do that. It was. And yes. now seeing Ray and Andrade do it a few times, I'm like, oh, the WWE said it's <laughs> They're okay, doing it finally. all willy-nilly like it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right. So next up, we have The Revival versus Alistair, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Chad Rude or Gable Bobby, whatever you want to go with. Um, <laughs> those guys. All right, so <laughs> Julie, who you got? Mm, I think the revival retains. Okay, because they're the champions right now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you, no one even knows who the champs is for this. That's <laughs> <laughs> the sample. Well, if this makes That's sense. Fair. I do. I think it's too soon for Black and Ricochet, even though they'd be awesome. And don't get me wrong, I love Gable and Rude separately. They just don't give a fuck without, about them as much as a tag team, which is sad. So I think it would be smarter to keep the revival belt. Plus, they haven't done shit with them. So, yeah. Who you got, Chaz? I got. I. I 
I gotta agree. I don't see the revival losing. They just won the titles, and yeah. I think like if if WWE's gonna fuck over the revival anymore, and they drop the title with them, I just I, I've lost hope. As oh, they're gone. The I'll bet yeah, you they're they, gone. Yeah, yeah, they'll be. Yeah, you'll definitely see them gone, and I've left definitely lost hope for the Raw Tag Team Division as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with the revival, and I'm gonna say that they're gonna pin Bobby Roode in this. Because I don't, I don't know why you would have Alistair and Ricochet lose. It just wouldn't make sense. Like, yeah, I can see the either Gable or Rude. <laughs> All right, I so, can see it being Gable or Rude. Yeah, we're gonna wait for that. We're gonna go up one. Um, so we're gonna have Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley versus the Shield. Um, Julie, who you got? Hmm. Who do you got between the Shield, Baron Corbin, mm-hmm. Drew, and Bobby? Probably the Shield because it wouldn't make sense to have Roman not come back on a win with everything he's been through. Yep, it would make sense to to build up the Shield getting together for one more time and uh, and have him lose. <laughs> Unless WWE wants to be shitty, which is entirely freaking possible. So I would, I would love, I would love to see just Dean turn on them. Fuck yes! Oh my god! <laughs> yes. If they're gonna if they're gonna revive the heel turn, I think that's the, that's the time to do it. It's the time to do it, right? Oh my god! Especially like, like po- post like happy cancer feels. Oh my god! Oh yes! If you want, and you know what? It, it should happen like they win, and like as they go, or they're about to win, kind of thing. Like Same, Dean yeah, fucks yeah. them over. To lose. Like, that would be like salt in the wound. Everybody's, oh, God, you want to talk about some heat? Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. What about you, oh, what about you Chaz? What do you got? Um, I got the shield. I, yeah, I got the shield winning. I would. I, I, I got the shield winning. I just think, like, right when they hit, right before they hit the triple power bomb, like, right when they hit. Dean grabs Seth, throws him out of the ring, hits Roman with dirty deeds, and then has Baron Corbin of all the people pin Roman. Duh, oh, dude, that would be so lit. God, I'm not gonna lie, so, <laughs> it would be dude, so hyped. The, the so found, many people oh, would be so pissed. Oh, it would make me so upset for not being in there. Like I keep saying, I want WrestleMania to come back. It it, it won't because of the time of year that they do it. They're gonna keep it in the South forever. It seems. But I would love for WWE to come back to Ford Field for WrestleMania because Detroit's such a heel city, and I want them to do something so shitty there that when the fans boo, I feel it in my soul. <laughs> like I used to have that back in the day. We'd go into WCW events, like because I used to go to them all the fucking time. So like anytime you know the NWO or WCW, and they would be booing, and the crowds would just get so loud, and you'd be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I feel it inside me. What the hell is this? I love that about it. Oh, I I hope they do something so shitty that I almost feel that through the screen. I want that. I hope if they do the heel turn, it's just super super shitty. Please WWE. <laughs> so let's let's move up. We got Oscar versus Mandy Rose. Chaz, who you got? I would. I'm. I love Mandy Rose. That's she's she's oh she's beautiful. And she's really good in the ring. I would love for Manny to win. I just don't see it happening. I see Oscar. 
Because I, 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 I think this set Lacey Evans to face Oscar for the SmackDown Women's Championship at, uh, at WrestleMania. So I think Oscar's going, going to retain. Okay, Julie, who you got? I agree, Oscar. Uh, I have like, uh, I wish they would have built this Mandy Rose thing up more. Same. Because I feel it's a disservice. Because like, I actually really, really used to fucking hate Mandy Rose when she came in. But honestly, it wasn't until I saw that my daughter is a superstar thing and it humanized her and I went back and started watching her and NXT. I went back and watched her and watched her back on SmackDown and went, okay, what the fuck am I missing? I got to see like what I where my predisposed, you know, misconceptions were, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, let me let me read back. So like I I feel bad now because, like, I think I, I think this could have been built better because I think Mandy's actually a lot better wrestling, than, a lot better of a wrestler than the WWE even believes. I think they just think she's a pair of tits, and that's not fair to her. I so, think they just kind of slap her out there being pretty, and to be honest, she has a moveset. She does. She can execute her moveset well. She has the background of a fitness model. She has the cardio. Let her do some more stuff. And I, I don't get me wrong, I love Sonya Deville, but it'd be unofficial to split the two of them up to let the two of them be singles. Like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, women's tag team, women's tag team. Those are two people that actually would be beneficial for not pairing up. Let the two of them go singles for a while because I, I don't think people know Mandy Rose. I don't think people know Sonya Deville. I think if you split them up, we'll get to know them better. Yeah, I agree. But I'm gonna take Mandy Rose. They just want to be different. Ooh. I would love if they did that. That'd be so fucking great. Everybody's like, okay. oh, I would, I, I would love that. That'd be so fucking great. So next up, we have the Salo- the Samoan Slaughterhouse Gentle Women. I don't know what you want to call them, gals. Nia Jackson Tamina <laughs> versus the Boston Hug Connection. Uh, Chats, who you got? I got the Boston Hug connection. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that too, Julie. What you got? They just they That's disrespect insane. Tamina so much. <laughs> yeah, well, you know they were just they were at a house show for NXT yeah. a couple nights ago. Saving yeah, Eero, they've been Shabai doing more and, stuff. Uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, they, yeah, with the yeah, they've been doing. Uh, I'm not gonna stop promoting. I think it, it'd be uh. It wouldn't be a good idea to take it off the two of them right now because I feel like you can slap in the title on the two of them. They're really good um, PR people. Flat out, yeah, let's be yeah. real, because this is all, again, we know it's wrestling, but we also know it's entertainment. So to be able to have the two of them go out and do not only wrestling shows, the live events, go on SmackDown, promote that, you know, go to Raw, promote that if they want. You know, they can go wherever the fuck they want if wanted go to, you know, then go to live, just meet and greets and shit. It, I think they are more, they have a better connection with the crowd than Nia Jax and Tamina, and it wouldn't be a smart idea to slap the belts on them right now going into WrestleMania. Right. I got you. I I just, I don't know, for me personally, I want to see, like, when they go to WrestleMania, I want to see, a like, a four-woman tag match, right? And I would like to see... Actually, Fire and Desire, coincidentally. Um, but if not them, the Iconics, the Sky Pirates, yeah. obviously Boss and Hug. And then I want to see 
uh, Lita and uh, Trish Stratus, like as like there's you have there's been freaking rumors about there's that so they're coming for us. Yeah, but I so think I'll, to me, I'm, what it I'm comes with out that. with me, it comes out to as a Raw team, SmackDown, NXT, and then a Legends team, and like just think that idea that would, would be, be so smart. Cool. Um, That'd right. be pretty cool. It so be. it would be. I would love to see that actually. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's a great idea. WWE's gonna fuck it up though. We're not gonna get it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. at uh, WWE. Yeah, at me WWE. I'll give you my stuff here in a little bit. Um, so Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Chaz, who you got? Kofi Kingston. Thank you. Somehow Kofi, Kofi's gonna. I don't know. Some Kofi's getting involved, but I think Daniel Bryan's gonna win by disqualification. I think Kofi's coming out and just he's gonna, he's gonna whip ass. Yeah, I have to agree. I agree with you. I think this ends up turning into like a three-way where like Daniel Bryan and Kofi and, and Kevin Owens all face off at WrestleMania. So yeah, I would think, I think this, yeah, no go. no contest for me is what I think this is going to happen. Yeah. Daniel retains. That's all I'm going to say. What about you, Julie? Well, that's pretty much exactly what I think. I, I, Bryan retains by DQ something crazy with Kofi, or. Or it's not even something crazy with Kofi. I think it'd be hilarious if it was just uh, Brian DQ'd himself. You know, because you don't he wouldn't lose the title. Right. True, it's still a DQ. You know, I think even if it's just Kofi playing my games and Brian doing it himself, and that's how they inject the. Because then what it could be is uh, Kofi mind game. Brian gets himself DQ'd. Kevin Owens and him can carry that over to the next month of storyline of trying to get Kofi in there. Like, you fucked over my match. I want my title shot, blah, 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 blah. It gives them a chance to build that story more into the WrestleMania. No, so, see, I think, how I think it should go is that Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens are putting on, like, this hellacious match and people are getting into it. And then as mm-hmm. Brian is – or not Brian. As Owens is getting ready to win, Kofi's music hits, right, and everybody looks, and then – Daniel Bryan turns and dick kicks the ref. I just that would be the best way to go. You, something like that. Oh. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like something like he gets himself kicked out, or you know what I mean. Like pokes the ref. In the doesn't eye. allow I it. Like, Fuck this! I don't want this. Even <laughs> it, you know, and it would be even. It would be smart if they did it where Kevin Owens had the advantage at that point. Like right. clearly, Kevin Owens was going to win that match. Then he DQ'd himself because of Kofi. That makes it to me an easier option for them to do a triple threat match at, at WrestleMania because you have Kevin Owens almost won against Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan can argue, oh, yo, I distracted. That's the only reason why, you know, because of Kofi. And Kofi would be like, I still want my fucking title match. Right. So, I mean, it, it gives him it gives him more of an uh, a, a bigger options for storylines. So, moving um, up. We have the Usos versus the fast food restaurant. If you don't know who that is, it's McMiz. Who you? <laughs> who you guys? Who you got, Chaz? Um, I don't know. I I I I I feel like it's going to be. It could be the Usos because they might. Do, I feel they might do Miz and Shane at Mania, which I'm all for. By the way. Like I, I saw some I, I people like they like don't want to see that. I'm like I'm all for Miz and Shane kicking each other's ass, but so but I can also see them going with Miz 
winning the title. So it, I, it's either way. I don't know. It, it can go either way for me. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to take the Usos. Julie, who you got? Mm, yeah, no, I'm going to go with the, the Usos and uh, some fuckery between Miz and Shane yep. leading into WrestleMania. All right, so I'm going to go on something really quick. And then we're gonna we're gonna talk about this last match, okay? Because obviously I left this off purposely. So let's okay, be I was gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> so let's be real. And since Royal Rumble, okay, we've had uh, uh, indefinite suspension. We've had a reinstation. A uh, reinstention is that how we? I don't know. You got reinstated. <laughs> you have um, well, someone getting arrested, then someone quitting the title, then someone demanding the title to come back. And originally, it wasn't even supposed to be her getting the title back. It was going to be Charlotte and Becky for the title till Ronda came back and demanded her title, which then they just gave her her title back, which now it's if Becky wins this match, she will be added to uh, to the main event of WrestleMania. So with that being said, Julie, who do you got, Becky or Charlotte? Oh, obviously, Becky, if we're going to go, because they're going to do triple threat match in Mania. Okay. I mean, it's obvious. Who do you got, Chaz? I'm going to pick the unpopular opinion and go Charlotte. Dirty. Thank you. I was going to say the same thing, too. <laughs> I, 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 it, I've, it wouldn't shock me. I think that, it, that WWE would do that to us because we know. Oh, yeah. No, I mean... It Makes wouldn't sense. shock me, but guess what? And then and, you know, then they'll play us again, and Becky and still somehow fucking add her to it too. Up in there, yeah, probably, but... probably they'll be the go home show of Raw. Becky, yeah, they'll it. add her like literally two hours before, like that. No, not even two hours. Like ten minutes at the end of Raw. No, ten minutes at the end of SmackDown. That's when they'll do it. They'll be like, <laughs> um, oh yeah, by the way, you can go in the match now. I remember like what. Like, yeah. if this makes sense, however they do it, we all fucking know Becky Lynch is going to be at WrestleMania, right? Like, is yeah. we all at that? All right, cool. Well, okay, so <laughs> the reason I bring it up, right, is because for me, personally, it just reminds me of uh, Rey Mysterio. When Rey won Royal Rumble, he lost to Randy Orton, so they were going to put him in a WrestleMania match, and then Rey still ended up in the match. And so I think that's exactly what yeah. we're saying now. It's going to be Becky getting in. Um, But yeah, so I'm taking Charlotte Flair as well. So... That's our predictions for this show. Um, Chaz, why don't you um, give your plugs, man? Let them know where they can find you. Uh, you guys can follow me on uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm the Icon Chaz. Um, on Twitter, I'm just Icon Chaz. Um, I don't I don't do much Snapchat really, um, but yeah. Um, also, you know, WCF follow WCF at WCF Wrestling. Um, you guys see me wrestle. Um, I kick ass on occasion. Sometimes I get my ass kicked too. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely, definitely, definitely. Shout out, give it, uh, show your support. Yeah, Julie, give y'all your shout outs too. Uh, as per usual, if you want to find me on Instagram, doing the whole dropping the pounds thing at a little less Chewbacca. We're honing on an eighty pounds, motherfuckers. Um, also, if you want to come talk shit to me, uh, little less Chewbacca on Twitter, side thing, 
Anybody in the Metro Detroit area, come May. I'm going to be at PenguinCon. I actually will be recording part of the podcast from my hotel room. Ha <laughs> uh, So if you are in the area and you'll be there, come find me. I'll be passing out flyers. I will be talking about podcasts, promoting the site. Come find me. Let me know. Again, it's PenguinCon. It is May 2nd through the 4th, I believe. I think I have that wrong. It could be 4th through the 6th. Don't quote me. You can look it up online. Find me, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you guys uh, can find me at uh, at WWSucksAss.com. I'm just kidding. You guys can, <laughs> you guys can find me um, on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, at CM underscore Miller 85. It's all the same. You guys can follow me. You can talk shit. Tell me why I'm wrong about WWE. I'm going to tell you why your opinion's wrong. Um, then, uh, you know, don't forget, uh, we are, we are selling the hoodies now. Um, so serotonics.net, S-E-R-O-T-O-N-I-X.net. They look so comfy. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> I'm actually wearing mine right now as we're recording. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheap plug. Um, and then. How comfortable they are, people. They are amazing. They're thermals, so they keep you warm. So it's not super hot. It keeps you kind of nice to chill. Anyway, besides that, um, also. We do have to talk about this though, Chaz, because March 23rd is going to be the tapings for the new WCF and your boy, yep, Royal Vic. your boy, Clifford Red Dog Miller will be making his debut at the event. <laughs> so that, that that's facts. I heard I, he's there. He's making his debut of Royal Victory. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I heard you're trying to AJ style it out, get it humble, possibly. Is that what we're tearing? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to wait. We have to wait to see what happens. At, uh, okay. All I know is you better not let us down. <laughs> yeah. You're representing Franken culture. I'm just saying. You have the weight of the world on your shoulders now, Cliff. God, I feel like Even I'm... if you lose, dude, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Julie, Julie just... Have fun. Have Julie fun and kick ass. Easy. That's the better. <laughs> What? You just straight up big eat me. <laughs> yeah. Come on with the power of positivity. <laughs> right. Also, guys, just uh, really quick, let you guys know. Um, you guys can hire more of our great shows here. Uh, Frankie Culture, of course, as well as this great show here. Marty will be with us back next week uh, for Frankensteiner. And you guys can also catch Get to KO as well as Nerds of the Roundtable. We are officially doing a schedule, so now you guys can start knowing exactly when we're start posting the show instead of get overloaded with content which still you know tends to happen sometimes it's cool sometimes it's not but Bingo. as for me as for julie as for chaz go ahead guys and give your goodbyes bye everybody all right guys thank you guys for listening uh yeah i'm glad that thanks for having me guys really really do appreciate it. thanks for coming on yo yeah, Chaz, thank you again for coming on, uh, repping rep WCF. Uh, yeah, we'll, thanks, we'll like, first off, like, thanks to WCF as a whole. Y'all have been super awesome. Like, just <laughs> thanks in general. All you guys, we sent our great, great, big, you're welcome, guys. We're always here to help you guys. You know, we just, we're glad to have this partnership with you guys, definitely. Yes, it's, it is truly, truly a great partnership to have. Guys, that will do it for us. We will catch you guys next week, and we love you. Bye.